You know, when the worship was going on, I heard the Lord say that I don't know if the person is in this building or the person is watching us on streaming live is societal thoughts. And the societal thoughts is coming from the place of hopelessness. There are some things that are not going your way and you're contemplating suicide. And the Spirit of God is saying to you that that's not the way out. That He has a better plan for your life and you shouldn't do what you are planning to do right now. Father, we exercise dominion over the spirit of suicide. Over that man or that woman that is contemplating taking their lives or hurting themselves. We rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus. We come against this hopelessness in your life and we speak faith to you. We speak life to you. We speak the life of God into your situation even now. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Repeat after me. Today's series is called what? Okay, now let me tell you now. It's called me. Okay, now it doesn't say my wife and her big mouth. <laughs> it doesn't say my husband and his big mouth. Right? It doesn't say my father and his big mouth. It doesn't say my mother and her big mouth. It says what? So it's me. It's me and my mouth. You know, when we hear a series like this, we have a tendency to, to say, oh, to say, oh, sister so-and-so has a big mouth, or brother so-and-so has a big mouth. But this message is not about the other person. This message is about me and my big mouth. <laughs> you know, so you don't go home and stop blaming your wife. Oh, yeah, pastor is talking about you, or God is talking about you. No, 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 God is talking about you, the individual. See, after me, He's talking to me as an individual. Absolutely. So, those of you watching me on streaming live, it's not you, it's not you, uh, your wife and her big mouth, it's not your husband and his big mouth, it's you and your big mouth. All right. Now, when we say me and my big mouth, what are we really talking about? We're talking about someone who talks too much. An individual that doesn't have a filter system. I mean, it's like as it comes, just let it all out like that. We're talking about an individual who says things without thinking. Say amen this morning, church. <laughs> One who doesn't think before saying anything or say whatever comes to their mind. I've heard somebody say, well, I like to tell it like it is. I think that will get you in a lot of trouble. Or shall I say, has gotten you in a whole lot of troubles. And so for the next two Sundays or three Sundays, we're going to be talking about how we can bring our mouth uh, into uh, surrender and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ so that we will not be getting into further trouble. Say amen. You know, many of us have gotten into a lot of trouble because of our big mouth. <laughs> so you can look at your life today. If you examine your life, look at where you are today, and you discover that uh, your downfall has been your mouth. 
How many of you have ever said something you wish you could take it back? But you know, words are like toothpaste. When you squeeze them out, you can put them back in. Uh, the, the purpose of this series is to make sure that from today, we are going to get a hold of our mouth. Our mouth is not going to ruin our lives. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, in chapter 18, verse number 6 through 7, it says, A senseless man jumps head first into an argument. He is just asking for a beating for his reckless words. A fool has what? Uh, oh, you can't read that scripture no more. <laughs> a fool has what? Uh, a big mouth that gets him into uh, trouble. And he'll pay the price for what he says. A fool has what a big mouth, and this big mouth always gets him or gets her into trouble. And the scripture says he will pay for the words he says. You will pay a price for whatever you say. Anybody heard of there's a man called Idi Amin? Idi Amin was. Uh, the president of a country called Uganda in Africa. And, and, and Idi Amin was a dictator. I mean, he was, I mean, he didn't care. He murdered a lot of people, did so many wrong things. That's over 30 years ago uh, before he was deposed. And, uh, and he was interviewed and said, look, Mr. President, uh, it is believed that, uh, that you don't allow free press in Uganda. That you don't allow people, you know, free press. And he said, well, folks, no, I don't have any problem with free press. You know, free speech. He said, you are free to say whatever you want to say. But you are not free from the consequences of what you say. <laughs> but looking back, isn't that true? That you and I are free to say whatever we want to say. But how many of you realize that we are not free from the consequences of what we say? The scripture tells us in, in where we read in, in uh, Proverbs 18 verse number uh, 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 20, the King James Version says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. It says, your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. And it says, your words are so powerful. Help me tell your neighbor, your words are so powerful. Absolutely. Your words carry Power. Your words are so powerful that they will do what? They will kill or... I wonder how many people we've killed. Or how many dreams. Of how many visions. Or how many businesses. Or how many relationships we have killed. Because of our words. Because of what we say from our mouth. The purpose of this teaching for those of you watching me on streaming live is for us to gain mastery over our mouth because the fact of life is this until you master your mouth you cannot master your destiny your destiny your future your marriage your life your health is connected to your words to your mouth 
And that is the essence as a father, as a mother, as a husband, as a wife, as a parent. How many times have we said things to our children that we wish we didn't say it? Or as children, how many times have we said things to our mom and dad or to our significant other? Say things that we now regret having said that. I believe during this series, the Holy Spirit is going to help us to have a tongue-pierced life. <laughs> can somebody say amen this morning, church? Your words have consequences. Your words can hurt. Your words can build. Your words can tear down. Can I get amen this morning, church? Words shapes our lives. Many of us today are still recovering from the words that were spoken over us when we are little children. Maybe in your kindergarten days. Maybe, uh, maybe a teacher or a pastor or a leader or a mother. People are still recovering or still acting from the place of wounds or hurts over the words that somebody spoke over our lives. And so this is a very critical area because one of the marks of maturity of a, of a child of God is the ability to control their mouth. The mark of maturity because a child says whatever comes to their mind. I mean, they have no filtration system. They, they just let it go. And so one of the ways you know that an individual is maturing and developing and becoming who God called them to be is that they have learned how to master their, their mouth. You could look at an individual and tell that, well, this person is not mature. How can we tell? Well, by what comes out of their mouth. Our prayer in this series is that we will live here today being men and women who are full of wisdom, who before we say anything, we think through it before we say it. I thought I'll get a better amen than that, church. Absolutely. So many are still hurting from the negative words spoken by somebody else. Here's what some people think. Some people think that some people have a mistaken conviction that words evaporate. That once it comes out of your mouth, it goes away. But that's not the truth. Words don't evaporate. They go into the hearts of the one you spoke to. And they lodge in their hearts. And they affect them for a long time. Words that you spoke over your daughter, they don't evaporate. Negative words that you spoke over your husband, over your wife, over your children. Over, over, they don't evaporate. They lodge into heart. Do you know there are husbands and wives that are still hurting from words their spouse spoke over them 10 years ago, 20 years ago. There are children who are still hurting, still operating from a wounded place of a word somebody spoke over their lives years ago. So words are powerful. Words don't evaporate. They don't go away. They lodge into hearts. And they affect people. Do you know a lot of people today are acting from the place of wounds, of hurts, of pain. Over a word a mother spoke over their children. So our goal is from today that we are very careful about what we speak over our sons, over our daughters, over our husband, over our wives. If the Bible said the foolish woman plucks her house down. How? With words. With the things that comes out of their mouth. The Bible said life and death are away in the power. The passion translation says 
you can kill with your words and you can give life with your words we want to be men and women who are doing what giving life to our marriages to our children am i helping anybody this morning church we want to be people who want to speak life of our children not death not wound them you know as a father i'm very very careful that i don't warn my seven years old i'm very careful that i don't speak negative words over him i don't want to hurt him i don't want to kill him with my words because i realize there's so much power and so much authority in my mouth but just on as it's powerful on the negative side it is also very powerful on the positive side that when you speak over your son and your daughter no devil can abort their destiny from becoming who god called them to be in life come on can i get an amen this morning church so we have to be very very careful words shapes destiny words shapes homes marriages lives individuals i am very careful about what i say out of my mouth do you know something you are living in the environment that your mouth created yesterday wherever you are today it didn't happen today though are the words of yesterday they are the seeds of yesterday they don't go away they go into the ground and they produce a harvest eventually wise men and wise women are very careful over their marriage not to speak death over the you know there are people who have killed their home with their own mouth they've killed their marriages killed their morale killed the desire of their spouse wounded them wounded children hurt people we don't want to keep going on or living our lives like that words have consequences words have devastating consequences the good news is as a result of this teaching today my god we are going to be very careful with what comes out of our mouth come our marriages are going to be better from today as mothers and fathers we're going to be better than today why because of what we're hearing today are you hearing me this morning church okay so let me share with you about the devastation and the consequences of misusing our mouth let me talk to you about a, a man by the name of james in the book of james chapter 3 uh some of you may not know who james is james is the brother of jesus christ and by the way he was not a christ follower he did not believe that jesus christ was the son of god i mean how will you feel think about it if your brother comes to you and tells you i'm the messiah i'm the son of god how will you feel so james never believed that jesus christ was the messiah he never believed that jesus christ was the son of god he never believed that why because they ate together they lived in the same household and there was familiarity that are setting and james never believed that however james watched jesus he was out right there at the cross where jesus his brother was nailed was crucified he was there when they buried him and then later on when jesus rose from the grave can you imagine jesus shows up again and james the brother of jesus sees him and say wait a minute i was there when you were arrested i was there when you were crucified i was there when you were buried but now you show up again resurrected from the grave 
from that very moment James accepted Jesus James placed his faith in the Messiah can I get him in this morning church so for those of you who are watching me today or in this room and you wonder why do we so I don't believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God or you've gone through issues or events in your life that has caused you to question whether God is real is Jesus real did he rise from the grave well we have the evidence of James because at first he was not a Christ follower he never believed in Jesus he never trusted in Jesus but there were evidence that were proof after the resurrection of Jesus Christ James met him and said wait a minute I knew when you died but now you are alive and he placed his faith and eventually he became the leader of the church in Jerusalem and so in 62 AD James was a preacher and there's a sect of the Pharisees called the Pharisees the, the, the Sadducees the Pharisees one sect does not believe that Jesus has resurrected from the grave another sect believe that Jesus resurrected from the grave and James kept proclaiming that Jesus Christ is the son of God that he has been risen from the dead and that he saw him with his own eyes that his brother is alive and, 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 and finally they arrested James and they stoned James to death. James was willing to die because he believed what he believed. He saw Jesus. You know, when you have a conviction, when you have an encounter, when you have experienced the resurrected Jesus, there's nobody that can talk you out of the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Come on, can I get it in this manager? So there are some of you that are here, you are in a place of doubt in your faith. You know, you're doubting, is, is Jesus real? You know, and, 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 and folks, some of the times when we experience doubt is when we pray for something and that thing doesn't happen. Or have you ever prayed for a loved one and the loved one did not die? That is a place where people begin to doubt. Where if God is real, how come we pray and this person did come back from the grave? You have to understand something. Whenever you pray, your prayer does not override the will of the person you are praying for. I can be praying for somebody who is dead to come out of the grave but if the person has no desire or if somebody is sick in the body and they are saying you know what I'm tired of this I want to go home I don't want to stay here no more you can pray till tomorrow and they will not come back from the grave because God respects their will prayer does not usurp the will of a human being did you hear what I'm saying this morning church and so sometimes we go through, and all of us go through that. One moment or the other way, but where we pray for this and it didn't happen. And, and, and our prayers were not answered the way we want them to be answered. And we begin to doubt, is, is, is God really real? Maybe you are here this morning and you are in a place where you are doubting whether Jesus Christ is the son of God or not. Well, I'm here to tell you that there are so many the Bible calls them infallible or undeniable proofs that Jesus Christ is not just the Son of God, but that is risen from the grave. If you are in such a place, I am praying that the Holy Spirit will reveal Jesus to you in a fresh and in a new way so you'll come to know him personally for yourself. Can I get an amen, church? Now, I've given you the background of James. So that's the man who pins these words down that we're about to read. This is the man who is speaking from the place of experience. He has had encountered God. And so he says something in the book of James chapter 3. Uh, go with me real quick. He said, and so the tongue is a small part of the body. Yet, it carries what? Great power. Just think of how a small flame can set a huge forest ablaze. 
and the tongue is a fire it can be compared to the sum total of wickedness and is the most dead this is serious the tongue of all the parts of your body and my body the bible james tells us it is the most dangerous <laughs> it is the most dangerous part of all the organs we have in our body it is the smallest but it creates big problems <laughs> small talk big problem so James goes on to say this. He says uh, that um, uh, uh, it corrupts the entire body and is a hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. Now, take a look at this. I want to show you uh, very quickly a video clip. Just take a look at this real quick. This is the California fire. Okay, so many of us are very familiar with what is happening in California. The wildfire that is going on in California for years. How did it start? Just a little much. You can turn it off now. Just a little much. Not a whole lot. Just a little much. It started small. But it has brought so much cost millions of dollars lives lost property damages california has been affected businesses burnt down homes millions of dollars maybe even billions of dollars why but it all started with a little march right in the same way our tongue like the march has devastating consequences Can somebody say amen this morning, church? You know, some people underestimate their words. Some people devalue their words. Well, it doesn't mean anything. No, words means everything. Words, how do you communicate love? Words. Words communicate love. Words communicate compassion, acceptance. Words carry love the medium valve which we transmit love is through words nations have gone to war over what words your word and my word carry power how about marriages do you know how many people have gone through divorce because of their big mouth words many of the divorce that people go through today if you can master this area it will affect your marriage it will turn your marriage around when a husband just in a state of anger say things and when you are under anger you say things that you can't take back no more and so wisdom calls for the fact that we have to be very careful now before the service is over i'm going to give you the take what, what are you going to take home with you what are we going to be meditating on this week and i want to encourage you do not miss next sunday because we're going to continue with another dimension again by the grace of god we're going to gain victory in this area in our lives i thought you'd say a better amen this morning church you know, there, there are many people who are separated today because of words Homes broken because of words. The man doesn't watch his word. The woman doesn't watch his word. Homes are in disarray because of words that are said in a state of anger. Here is the good news. 
Whatever you lost through words, you can regain it back through words. <laughs> so let me share with you some of the devastation of, 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 of the big mouth. Number one, homes have been broken up. Number two, family members have been alienated, have been separated. Look at some families today. They are not talking to each other. Means you don't talk to each other brothers and sisters why because at one point or the other there was there was a word spoken and so today so and so is not talking to the other person they are alienated they are separated why through words families that are supposed to be a blessing to you but because of a misspoken word that went into your heart and wounded your heart and and hurt you some people have not been able to recover from that. So James is saying, hey, your word can light a whole forest on fire. Here's another thing. People have lost their lives because of words. Now take a look at this video for a moment. Over words. People have died from the wrong word. Look at that. to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you, and we're going to walk down to the Capitol, and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Rachel. Thank you so much. The insurrection that took place on the 6th of January, what started it? Words. Just one word. And there were several people who were dead. And some are still recovering from that fear because of just one word. Now, we may look at the former president and blame him and say, well, he wasn't careful with his word. But remember now, this series is not about the president and his big mouth. It's me. <laughs> my big mouth. It's not about my neighbor. But we want to learn from the example that we just saw about just one word. And the whole nation was affected because of one man's word. So a lot of lives were lost. There was so much damage. People are still recovering from the fear and the impact of a word that was spoken by this man. It affected a lot of people. So people have lost their lives because of that. How about this one? Employment have been terminated because of words. You know, I, I met a lady and she said, well, my supervisor made me mad. So I cussed at him and I threw the badge at him and I left. And then a month later, he said, Pastor, I don't know why God is doing me like this. How come I have no money to pay my bills? People always put the blame on God. You were the one that opened up your big mouth, threw the badge at the supervisor, cursed them out. And folks, when you curse people out, 
temporarily you feel good emotionally but when you come back home all right <laughs> am i helping anybody this morning church I, i've met people who have lost their jobs because of the misuse of their mouth i've met people whom i mean you want to help them but the moment they open their mouth up every favor you want to extend to them dries up come anybody ever been there before god spoke to you to be a blessing to somebody you are ready to do it until they open their mouth up and say oh no man There are marriages that are dissolving because of words. Words spoken in anger. They made me mad. I'm angry. That's not the best time for you to say. Whenever you're angry, I promise you, nothing good comes out of your mouth. So whenever you're angry, the best thing you can do is to put a sock on it. Just, just, just keep quiet for that very moment. I said, you guys are so quiet this morning. Am I helping you this morning, church? I, I've seen mothers who, in the, while angry, they make pronouncement over their sons. Or they make pronouncement over their, or their daughters. Or they, they, they speak based on how they are feeling. But see, your feeling is temporary. But the consequences of what you say, they go a long way. Many are reaping from the words they sowed yesterday in their son's life in their daughter's life in their spouse's life many are still reaping from that consequence people have lost their jobs people have lost business opportunities why because they don't know how to manage their mouth because of their big mouth can somebody say amen this morning church here's another thing there are people who have lost opportunities you see, God can open up a door of opportunity for you, but your mouth can close that very door. And I've met a lot of people whom doors have been closed against them. The devil didn't close the door. God didn't close the door. But it's their big mouth that closed the door. But you know what happened? We always put the blame on God. You are free to say whatever you want to say. Well, this is America. I got to tell it like it is. That's fine. Tell it like it is. But when you finish, be ready for the consequences of telling it like matured people don't like to tell it like it is. They have wisdom. They operate in the spirit of wisdom. Your encouragement this morning is really overwhelming to me, you know. Your enthusiasm overwhelms me this morning. Say amen this morning, church. So here's, you know, how many of you have heard of Dr. Mike Murdoch? Okay. The Wisdom Center in Texas. He, he made a statement. He said he went to preach in a church. And while it was a big church that had been a blessing to him, and while he was there at the pulpit, he said something that he shouldn't have said. And at the end of the day, uh, the pastor of the church say he will never he is never invited back to that church because of one word that he said from his mouth later on uh, dr mike murdoch his uh, assistant his armor bearer went to the pastor 
and say, please, uh, forgive Dr. Mike Murdoch. It's not his fault. I give him a, uh, a night quill. He drank the night quill, and that's why he's talking the way he's talking. It's the night quill that is affecting him. <laughs> you, know, you, you know what he's doing? He's just trying to make up things to cover up. The pastor said, fine, he can drink all the night quill he wants to drink, but when he wakes up from the night quill, he's never coming back to this church no more. <laughs> So what happened? Closed door. Missed opportunity. How many times have you seen a man going out with a woman or a woman going out with a man, but because of their words, the man said, mm -mm, or the woman said, uh-uh. I mean, if this is the way it's going to be going forward, I don't want this here in my life. So what do we do moving forward? I'm glad you asked. Let's look at the book of James chapter 1. Here is James again. James chapter 1. And, and look at what James said again about this. What do we do moving forward? What should be our response? Here is what James said. After our words have consequences, they have, they, they have devastating impact. Here is what James recommends for all of us. He said, my dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Be what? Be. Come on, help me, help me. Be what? Just be. Quick, no, I want everybody to be what to do. Be quick to listen, but slow to speak. When we leave here today, those of you watching me on stream, the moment you turn this thing off, here is what James recommends to you and I. Number one, be what be the quick to listen and be. You know what i always tell my son i said son you've got two ears and one mouth there's a reason why god gave you two ears and one mouth you know some people think that god gave them two mouths and one ear so the emphasis is on the on the talking part on the talking part on the talking part no 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 listen because if you are quick to speak that will lead to somewhere the next statement will tell us that if you are quick to speak if you are the one who is sharp you make cutting remarks and you just let it out like that it will lead you to somewhere it will lead you to the place of anger that's what i said my dearest brothers and sisters take this to heart be quick to listen be slow to speak and be slow to become what church angry Because if we are very quick to speak, if we are very quick to speak, that can, that can affect the state of our emotions. It can affect us. And then we get to the place of anger. What am I saying today? Husband, I want us to practice this. Wives, mothers, fathers, brothers and sisters, let's practice this. What is the practice? Let's be what church be. Oh, you've forgotten already? Okay, come on. Be what be? Quick. To listen and be. But many of us struggle. When I first got married, I was very uh, quick to speak. And I was very slow to hear. And when, you see, when you get married, how you know you are married to the right person is that they bring out the God's flavor in you. They challenge you to be more like Jesus Christ. 
that's one of the proof that you are married to the right man or to the right woman is that they challenge you to be your best self they challenge you to be to be better they challenge you to reflect jesus christ and, and my wife and i in a conversation and she start talking and before she could finish i interrupt her i tell her i already know where you're going i mean i was summarizing give it to her he said but you're not even listening to me no i heard you i heard you no you're not listening to me and i made this mistake several times over and over and over and over and again and finally dawned on me since we've been married you know uh on the 24th of this this month who have been married for 22 years and in 22 years i have grown i have i've learned a lot i've grown i've developed a lot more in, 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 in as a believer as a christ follower i've become more like jesus christ see when you are married to the right person they bring out the jesus flavor in you they bring out the god quality in you the right person will feed the god's character in you anybody who fits your weakness that's not the right person in your life anybody who fits you here you are god took you from the club and somebody wants to take you back to the club you are you got the wrong they are feeding the weakness in you you don't you don't need that you need somebody who is going to strengthen your walk with god your relationship with jesus christ to become more like god am i helping anybody this morning church one of the telltale signs that you've got the right person in your life they feed the god's character and god's quality they help you to resemble jesus christ Am I helping anybody this morning, church? So let's go back again. Exercise number one: we must be quick to listen when we leave here today. On your job, at home, your wife, your husband, your son, we need to practice. I need to listen more. I was very guilty in this area. I'm getting better. I'm developing more. I have the habit of not wanting to listen to my son. Because he's seven years old and he talks too much. Oh, there you go again. And God said, no, just listen to him. By the way, when I tell my wife, I say, your son talks too much. You say, he got it from his daddy. <laughs> it's in the DNA. He came from there. Came from there. So now, I'm a better pastor because I've learned to listen. By being married to my wife, my wife has helped me to become a better listener. Because she said to me, you can't be an effective pastor if you don't know how to listen. You can't be an effective wife. You can't be an effective employee. You can't be an effective husband if you don't know how to do what you Listen. Help me tell your neighbor, listen. Because if we don't listen, we jump into conclusion. How many of you have ever jumped into the wrong conclusion about something? You've not heard all the matter. You don't have all the issues. You don't have all the information. But you have already formed an opinion about that very person. And at the end of the day, it's the wrong opinion. Is it good? For, uh, did you get something out of this this morning, church? Did, did this help anybody this morning, church? So what is today's lesson? What are we taking home with us? Be what church be? Yeah, I'm going to listen more than I talk. Because the Bible says, the next verse of James chapter 1 tells us this, that if we keep operating the way we are, you know, 
this series is going to help our marriages to be better to be stronger uh, the relationship between mom and daddy is going to be better the relationship between brothers and sisters in the church is going to be better you know why because we're going to be slow to speak and quick to listen now let's go to the next verse in james chapter one where we started from he said for human anger now this is a this is a progress this is james now who has witnessed the resurrection of his brother he saw his son resurrected from the grave. So he's talking to brothers and sisters. He said, folks, for human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. In other words, there is your rightness, there is my rightness, but there is God's righteousness. So there are three rightness. Why is it that I want to talk? Because I want you to know that I'm right. Am I right about that? Yeah. I want you to know that I'm right. But folks, do you know there are times when you can walk away being right, but at the end of the day, you lose the whole argument. You know, I, I want to know, I, I, I need to know that I'm right. I always tell myself, you don't have to be right at all times. You, you, you can never be right at all times. No, you, you're not. There are times where you've missed it. You've made mistake. But there are people who have this urge of the need to have the final say-so, the final word come back have you met people who are very sharp with their tongue i mean they will have to have the final say so they always have a, a comeback yeah i mean they will never walk off and say okay they will never live no 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 they have to have a rebuttal they have to have a comeback the bible says the anger of man does not work out the rightness of god okay fine you are right but your marriage is 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 is, is has collapse but you are right yeah you are rightly alone by yourself okay like between you and your son well i want him to know that i'm right that's true you may be right but you've alienated and separated your son and your daughter from having the relationship that god wants you to have with them so you can influence them for jesus christ you hello church are you hearing me church you know what we're gonna pray today lord help me to be oh you've forgotten already our today's prayer is lord help me to be what just to be quick to listen and watch it and slow to speak if i'm quick to listen and i'm slow to speak that is going to affect my emotions or me getting to the place where i'm so angry and so wild folks here's what i've learned whenever you're angry that is at that time i think it's best for you to keep quiet because if you open up your mouth at that very moment you're going to say things that are going to wound your spouse that are going to wound your son that are going to wound your daughter that are going to wound you that are going to make you you lose your job you lose an opportunity it's not worth it a career that was built for 20 years you can lose it just with one word oh friendship relationship that has been built for 30 years for 10 years can just dissolve over the wrong word can i get him in this morning church now during this teaching i'm going to teach you how to put your mouth to work for you not use your mouth to work against you are you with me this morning church the bible tells us in proverbs chapter 20 that a man's belly will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth my marriage will be satisfied through the words that i speak 
my son my daughter will be satisfied through the words that i speak and so our takeaway today is this number one there is power in my words can i get an amen this morning church come on there's power in your word and then number two i want you to be slow to speak and be very quick to listen because why is it i'm quick to speak because i want you to understand me but Stephen Covey in the seven habits of highly effective people the fifth one talks about if you must you, you if you seek to 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 be understood you must be willing to understand other people as well in essence what he's talking about is quoting james he said you have to be very careful what comes through your mouth we have to be very careful what words we say to our brothers what words we say to our sisters you don't have the whole facts you don't have the whole story you don't have the whole information and yet sometimes we just open up our mouth and say things and at the end of the day we've done a lot of damage to our brothers to our sisters to our marriages i've made up my mind i'm going to use words to build my wife up to build my son up and not tear them down Ephesians chapter 5 talks about the washing of water by the word what does that mean when my wife and I got married we did what is called the spiritual prenups what is the spiritual prenups we made this decision what is the decision we say number one we are not going to we are not going to use insolent language against each other like you are an idiot I don't know why I married you I should have listened to my mama. We said, we'll never do that. We'll never compare you. Well, you don't treat me like my ex. Well, I'm not your ex. There's a reason why he's ex. Or she's ex. If they were so good, they would not be expired. They will be in your life right now. So we made up our mind. We will never say words to each other that Jesus will not say to us. We will not use languages like people call their spouses the B word. Really? That is not Jesus Christ. That is not the character of Jesus Christ. Christ followers are different people. We don't, we don't speak like that. We don't say it like it is. I say we have a filter system. We don't want to say something to somebody that we don't want them to say to us. My time is up. Please stand to your feet this morning. Amen. <laughs> okay let me ask you did this help you this morning can we just lay the foundation today on this very series you know what we should be doing we should be very gracious with our words you know how God calls you and I you know the way he describes us beloved brethren God never uses any insolent language on us. He calls the church his bride, beloved. What if we begin to do that in our church here whereby, hey, I'm not going to allow cursing to come out of my mouth. And I've met people whom, I mean, they, some of you used to be ex-cursors. Where are the ex-cursors in the house here? No, I'm telling you, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate you that. There was a time in your life whereby you say five words, four of them are curse words. But today Jesus Christ has changed your vocabulary. Hallelujah. He has changed your vocabulary. 
that we don't talk the way we used to talk anymore no we don't talk like that anymore why is somebody hearing me this morning church if you're a father be very careful what you say to your 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 son your daughter if you are a son if you are a daughter be very careful what you say to your mom what you say to your daddy be very careful what you say to them that we, we are gracious with our words i have made up my mind i'm only going to use words that will build my wife up and not tear her down i'm going to speak life to my wife i'm going to build my wife up i'm going to build my son up i don't want my son years later to still be dealing with the negative word that spoke over his life i don't want my son to grow up and be thinking that and the only thing he remembers is his angry dad who was always angry and always saying you know you're never a man to anything nothing good people grew up like that with their mom and dad just speaking negative words over their lives no 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 we speak gracious words to people we bless our children we don't curse them we bless our husband we bless our wives we bless our friends we speak life to them did you hear did you get this this morning church okay so from today from today at home we are going to be quick to to listen and what and slow to speak so here here are the tick word your words have power be quick to listen be slow to speak and be slow to anger you know what he says because the anger of men my anger will not produce God's rightness in the situation my being angry is not going to produce what God wants from this very relationship my anger is not going to produce anything it's not my rightness and her rightness but then there is the God's rightness I want God's rightness over this very situation that's a whole lot more we're going to talk about next Sunday I really want to encourage you to not miss any of this series and then you know some people that you know this could really help their marriage help their home help their businesses help their health you know next Sunday we're going to show you how the Bible says that your even your health is dependent on your mouth I'm telling you the state of your health is a byproduct of what is coming out of your mouth the state of your marriage is a byproduct of what is coming out of your mouth are you hearing me in our church come on we're gonna do better we're gonna do better amen amen thank you for tuning in to the message brought to you today by overcomers christian fellowship if this message has been a blessing to you will you consider partnering with us your financial contribution will go towards furthering the gospel here in the United States and abroad. Overcomers Christian Fellowship greatly appreciates your contribution and pray that it is met a hundredfold. May God's countenance shine upon you and his hand steadily be upon your life. You can connect with our ministry by visiting www.ocfinternational.org.